Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. April's here, Andy. It is uh, so freaking nice in California. I can barely believe it. It is like full on spring. All the leaves are popping. It's like 80 degrees. It, this is uh, this is what dreams are made of. You're coming out to California this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, we're, we're looking at like a small chance of snow tonight, like even accumulation. So Ooh. suck a dick, everybody who has it nice. Yeah, no, I'll be in, be in Napa for the weekend. Nice. Like, wanted to, like I asked her if she wanted to go to Napa and she was all excited. Yeah, that sounds great. And then I told her, like, well, that's because I have my friends who are going to be there. She's like, oh, I thought it was a romantic. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's me and some friends from college, and you're going to tag along. I like it, man. But well, they're not famous. Uh, like, I will have one. They'll be, they'll be romantic. There'll be a romantic dinner out in one country. So I'm looking it. forward to my very first ever stop in your home state. That's great, man. It's a it's a great time to come. You're gonna have an amazing time, and yeah, and Napa, Napa Valley is one of the all time great uh, vacation destinations for us adults who are adulting. So uh, you should have a great time. I'm excited for you. A um, couple other reasons to be excited. Uh, not not a great not a great day to be excited if you were uh, part of the public that got slaughtered betting college basketball this weekend. Uh, did you have any uh, kind of thoughts or major takeaways from uh, from the March Madness nonsense that we saw the last couple of days? Wild, wild variants. And then that's kind of the name of when you have one game playoffs, such as life. Uh, I bet almost every game. And just small, just because I like having a little bit of action. And honestly, I should look. I think I probably broke even. I had, I had, uh, I think I split like every two game set, but I had some money lines that paid for the choose. So it was probably the less than why I don't bet most of those games. And I guess just fade the public was the, yeah. was the thing that finally worked. Yeah. And, and it's true. Like it does, it does do better this weekend. If you go against the public sides for some reason, I still not a thousand percent, you know, convinced that's predictive, but it seems like every year the public sides get slaughtered this weekend. And I don't know, it's a pretty cool final four considering like before the tournament, how chalky everything looked. And then even yep. through the first weekend, how, how chalky everything looked. I think it's cool. Um, again, super regretting not betting Auburn when I looked at it like two months ago at like 80 to one. Whatever, <laughs> I guess it's, better, it's yeah. better to have loved Auburn and lost than to never have loved Auburn at all. But uh, that's a good point. We'll always have, we'll always have the SEC tournament, Mr. Pearl. So that's right. That's right. Uh, that, that was, uh, that's rough, but it, it's a cool final four. My, yep. most of my Every, brackets had Gonzaga, yeah. which yeah. fucking, well, I guess that's dead, but I do have a little, little position on Virginia. So I'll be cheering for them. And uh, yes. no, it'll be exciting right here yep. at home. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, sad that we only could see Duke and Zion Williamson playing one more weekend. Uh, that was fun while it lasted. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's a pretty cool Final Four. Uh, I think uh, we got what one of one of each of the four best conferences over the course of the season are all represented. Um, I think it's cool that Virginia punched their ticket. Um, first Final Four for Virginia since like what the 1980s or 60s or something. It's been a long time. Um, and um, this is it, it does feel a little bit poetic like if this was all a scripted you know drama that uh, Virginia potentially could win their first title by uh, kind of slaying the dragon that is Michigan State that has owned their souls for you know the better half of tw- what 
10 years, I feel like Michigan State knocked out, knocked out Virginia, like what, like six or seven times in, in the, uh, in the current era, so to speak. So that would be pretty cool if, uh, if Virginia can kind of exact some revenge, you know, karmic revenge and get, get, uh, get their first title in that way. Um, but, uh, yeah, you mentioned the public got murdered. Uh, it's, I don't have an explanation for this. I don't have a theory for this. I just, and if you were out there betting this angle, just know this is really the only time sport, whatever, where I think that it's a reasonable betting angle to take action on. I think public sides went like two and 10 this weekend out of the 12 games, uh, which is just wild. Um, and, um, you know, if you're, you know, if you're, if you don't get the confirmation bias that this is like something that will work all the time in all sports or even in college basketball beyond this weekend, uh, because there are just certain market things at play during the Sweet 16, you know, and during March Madness in general that uh, I think have an influence on this that aren't always present otherwise. So, with all that said, it's spring. Yeah, I want to say Virginia, they were pretty good with the Ralph Sampson days. Back yeah, in the did they make the final they made before one the back then. They made one. Back I think yeah. if 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 not if not they they made the elite eight at least a couple yeah. times because that was a that was pretty th- and I just know that because Gophers had Ralph Sampson the younger on their team so Ralph went to a bunch of Gophers games when uh, when we had him up here but no those were those were tough teams it, it is nice like I, as cool as it was and as funny it is to make fun of like people with Virginia futures from last year looking at you Dwayne. Um, <laughs> it was nice like some, some sweet some sweet redemption for that team because like that that's such a kick in the nuts to that be the Purdue first game that pretty game it's was one crazy it's, yeah. man. that was crazy the oh, fact that they yeah, actually that's closed, there's been a I, lot I of good games how many times have you seen an attempt to make a free throw miss a free throw get a rebound get a bucket to tie it down three late like that like it's so rare and that was super cool to see it and the way it actually played out was just mind-blowing and uh i should have probably given you guys a trigger warning if we were going to talk about purdue uva if you had purdue plus four and a half oh yeah good <laughs> duke oh my god duke that trying was, to miss a free throw oh my god that, <laughs> that was, was even funnier yes. like to try to miss one and have it go in that was awesome so yeah yeah but, but uh, uh yeah if you had purdue plus four and a half uh that's an that's an all-time bad beat and uh you know you have license to to vent about that for the rest of your days pretty much as far as i can tell you um but you know it's spring man we want to do uh we want to do something fun today it's uh and it is officially uh, it's officially football coming back around uh did you see some regular season win totals finally popped out in the desert yeah we haven't i know i was i was so concentrated on like waiting for the good draft props to pop that I forgot regular season win totals are like late March, early April. And here we are. We've got, we did do some research just so you don't take the time. Uh, they are not up at any offshores, not is anything not I can wide, find. If you find them, dear God, hit, hit, right, right. Hit, yeah, hit us up. But if, if you know someone in the desert, if you live out there, I'm not sure, but the East coast or some of the new, new States, it's kind of weird now that you don't just say like, ah, they're up in Vegas, but they're not at the offshores. Now you have all these other states too. So they might be available in like Philly or the East coast. Not sure yet. I don't live there, but yeah, these are up to our knowledge right now at CG books out in Vegas. So that's what we're going to be quoting from, but it's still pretty exciting to see regular season win totals and to have some uh, reactions. 
Yeah, man. Let's get after it. Uh, I think, you know, I, I probably won't take action on these until after the draft. I would like to see how some other, you know, aspects start to shape shape up. But free agency is pretty much over. We pretty much know the composition of these teams. There's really not going to be any major shifts in personnel or rosters beyond rookies at this point. So, um, yeah, let's get into some regular season win totals. Uh, and, you know, hat, hat, uh, hat tip to CG for uh, being the first one to hang these because uh, these are going to get uh, beat up pretty bad. I can tell you just a handful of these just looking at them. Gut reactions like, oh, man, they, um, they, they left some room on a bunch of these to, um, to come after them pretty aggressively as far as I can tell you. So um, you ready to get into this? You want to go division by division? Start with the reigning uh, champ, New England Patriots division in the AFC East. Yes, spin. spin oh, I was going to say spin the wheel, but okay, don't. Yeah, I'll, no, we, I'll, don't I'll, have, I'll do we don't. We don't. We don't have wheel, and we'll start. We'll start in the AFC North or AFC, yeah, okay. AFC East. AFC East. Let's start in the AFC East. So uh, Pat's typically open double. So, digit yeah, just wins. Rattle, rattle off the yeah. numbers for me. Tell Pat, me what we Pat's got. typically open double digit wins. This year, no different. Patriots are at eleven. Uh, coming in number two, we are looking at the Jets with seven. Buffalo Bills with six are third, and then the Miami Dolphins are five. Uh, Miami Dolphins with the lowest win total on the board, tied with the Cardinals, um, and it's juiced to the under probably. Yeah, juiced to the under, minus 120 if you want to get under five for the Dolphins. So we're looking at 11 for the Patriots, seven for the Jets, six for the Bills, five for the Dolphins. Um, AFC East remains pathetic. Uh, that is noteworthy that only one team is expected to have a winning record. Um, any of these numbers immediately pop to you and say, whoa, wow, we really, we really think the Jets are only going to win seven games? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, is, is, the, is the AFC East as straightforward this year as it has been in the last 20 years? Patriots win and everybody else fighting for second place? Yeah, I mean, just off the bat, you always want to kind of fade the popular thought process i guess or what you know you fade what's in the news fade what's on espn constantly what people are talking about and granted there's so much so many other sports right now that nfl is not like dominating the landscape but the you know the big story with miami is just like are they just gonna tank for like two years now and i mean that's been said by enough people that i think like the miami steam is gonna head i think that number might head down it's hard to go too low with something yeah but i I can see it going that like if if you want a miami over i will say just wait i i I definitely see that getting hit as the the popular narrative is that they're tanking and i mean teams have gone 116 teams have won you know two three games but like you know just miami proved me wrong this year by accidentally winning a few games i don't think they're better I think they're probably a worse team, but you just you just never know. I with a with a team when it gets down to like four, those are tough to tough to take under. So they you know they do have to play the Patriots twice, but the the Bills aren't great. It looks like the the schedule's kind of rough. They do have to play the Ravens, Chargers, Eagles, Browns, Cowboys, Colts. Jesus, yeah. That's going. That's going under. Maybe if you want the under, bet it now. If you want the overweight, that's headed down. But Miami, if they are tanking, that's a pretty rough schedule to uh, not do it against. I guess the the Redskins aren't 
aren't very good. The Bengals, they get to play. They might luck, luck three, four wins against that and the Bills, but that number is yeah, probably yeah. pretty close. Uh, it's still, it's still I don't tough. know. I don't know about that. It is tough when you start looking at these. I pulled up a thing that shows every opponent. Well, and also, still, right now, we don't know. We don't, we don't know. We don't know, like, who's home and away. You know, obviously, you play your division opponents home and away. But some of these games, you don't know if they're traveling. You don't know the order of the games yet. So it is, it is a little tough to really break down a schedule. I think all these numbers are, are like, these four, I think, are pretty fair. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe if you have some hope in the Jets, the Jets do get to play the Dolphins twice. Uh, if the Bills don't do anything smart, I think the Bills are just the, the Giants north. Like they make some piss poor decisions. So, I mean, the Jets could get, could perceivably get those four wins there. And then they do get to play the Raiders, the Redskins, the Bengals, the Jaguars. Uh, the Jets could end up uh, being an eight and eight team. Like I think that's a touch low. I think that'll get bet up. I think there's going to be some steam there. That'll probably get bet up to seven and a half, eight. Mm. There, there's I'm a little sure. bit of hype behind the Jets, and then people are going to bet on the Patriots over just because it always works. Yeah, right. If you like over eleven, I think over eleven is an unbettable number anyway. But if you like over eleven. Uh, you better get it now while it's minus one of five because yeah, that is probably going to go up. I mean, they they are bring, bringing the whole band back together except for Gronk, uh, so it's not really you know. And they and they have this easy division, so uh, I think the Jets number is a touch high. They went four and twelve last year. We're really expecting a three win improvement for the Jets this year. Three, really, just because Darnold, just because they 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 took uh, Todd Bowles out and they brought in Adam Gase, uh, just because they they signed a, a big free agent splash in Le'Veon Bell and some defensive pieces. I mean, did the Jets really improve roster enough to warrant a three-win uh, three swing from their last year's tally to this year's line? I think Bowles is worth a game and a half. Honestly, coaching. Coaching is so important in this league. Maybe, maybe you're right. It is maybe where it should be, but I mean the way the way Darnold played in the last few games when he came back from injury, I think where that was it's gotta make fans a little hopeful. I can see it. I can see him get to eight and eight. Okay. So far, there's nothing I've I would personally bet on. Okay, like just and, kind of uh, spitballing opinions. These are not not strong takes at all. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about. I want to. I want to say is the Bills six too high because the the Bills were pretty. Um, yeah, they were a pretty uninspiring six and ten last year, uh, and uh, you know, I mean, what are we expecting from a full season of Josh Allen? Are we expecting Matt, you know significant step forward for him in his second year? He's not working with a coach that's especially good at developing quarterbacks, as far as we can tell. Uh, they're not working with a scheme that effectively you know, provides for the type of offense that he would excel in, which is, you know, what one of the kind of the weirder reasons, you know, one of the weirder fits that they drafted him in the first place. Um, Bill's defense a little bit older. Offensive line still has issues. Uh, running Key running back, key, you know, key positions on their offense, another year older. Uh, could, you know, could you see the Bills slipping and uh, only putting up a couple wins uh, this year as opposed to getting to six or seven? Yeah, I mean, I just you doubt them year and you're like they should have been worse. You're right, they should have been worse last year, but at the same time, they you know all these teams, all three of these teams get to play each other. You never yeah. know if if one of them ends up four and zero against the the teams that aren't the Patriots, and then they yeah. all play. Yeah. It looks like they all play the Reds. The Bills play the Redskins and the Titans. Like that might yeah. be a couple ones or 
if those are home games, they're favored. Okay. I think it, it'll be chancy. I think they're they're a five six win team again. Uh, like just preface, like you said, all the things you're nitpicking at on these teams when you're talking unders, it is tough because like those are the things that they're going to try to address here in twenty five days. Yeah, right, it, right, right. A lot of these opinions, I think, are definitely going to change once 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 we see what happens if there's some major trades on draft day or something. And I think we'll ta- have to like, you know, we're not going to go through all the teams again, but we'll have to revisit a few of those where I think that like the the draft did them like instant good. You know, there's picks that look like they'll be long term good picks, and there's picks and trades that are like this is going to fix this team this year and those things yeah, do happen so i think definitely worth looking at this again that, next i mean month. but this is why my gut is yeah, that's what the, under, you don't know you don't know this is why my gut is under on the bills they're second they they have so much draft drafting. capital they have not they're bad at drafting but they have so much draft capital tied up in josh allen who i do not believe in as being an effective nfl quarterback like i think josh allen next year if he starts 16 games i think he's probably the 30th best quarterback in the NFL, maybe the 28th at the, as his ceiling, he's a bottom five quarterback. I'm not, you know, until I see something that proves that, you know, that especially differently. And he's working with a coach that's not really running kind of the modern, uh, you know, or at least what we're seeing as a plus EV uh, offensive scheme. So I, you know, Bill's under is the only one of the AFC East that I kind of had a gut, gut, uh, you know, kind of a gut read on um, that. And I think the Jets, a three-game swing predicted here is a little bit optimistic, um, and I don't know if I'm looking for an over on the Jets, even though it's you know it's under 500 still. Um, but uh, this Jets team still has a hell of a lot to prove, and I don't know that the roster turnover warrants a three-win swing. But uh, let's uh, let's cruise down to the uh, AFC North. Um, you have uh, your defending champion Baltimore Ravens. They are lined at eight and a half. Uh, your underachieving Pittsburgh Steelers are lined at nine. Uh, your, uh, the, the public darling Cleveland Browns nine, interestingly, and, uh, Cincinnati Bengals at six, um, for a division that feels like a pretty solid three team race, six wins for the Bengals feels like it's asking for a lot. <laughs> I have to say, uh, especially no, we know absolutely right, right nothing away. about that. Coach. <laughs> we know nothing about, you know, ba- Bengals, Bengals legitimately. Uh, on my radar for being the you know the worst team in the NFL next year, so six wins feels like a stretch for them. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I will I will yeah. say too, they do. I think I think it is maybe not set at five five and a half because they do play Cardinals, Jets, Bills, they got an easy Bills, easy schedule. They got Dolphins, an easy, easy Raiders. Sure. Yeah, they they do it. They do it. They have the Raiders and Dolphins too at away. Oh, they do. They do show me home and away on this one, I guess. So, oh yeah, they. They don't have the toughest schedule, but it's still the Bengals. They showed some – I kind of believed in them early in the season. I hopped off that bandwagon pretty, pretty quickly. Injuries and just everything else. And, uh, yeah, we don't know much about this coach. I don't love the hire. I lean under there. I think the Pittsburgh and Baltimore lines are tight. I don't know if I can do much with those. I think Baltimore's got to play a tough first-place schedule. Who knows uh, what we get. I, I believe in Lamar, but it's still tough sledding. He gets, uh, he gets the preseason. It might be it might be good. It might be bad. Like I, I, I'm having a tough read. I'm having a trouble getting a good read on the Ravens. And honestly, the Steelers, I don't know, maybe addition by subtraction. Can they? I mean, they still have a lot of good pieces. You saw what the 
running backs, every single running back that wasn't Le'Veon did just fine. Like they still have a decent offense. It's just right. shitty code. Aging, aging quarterback, like those numbers are probably pretty close. Yeah, you know what? This, either those. The Steelers are going to be a Pythag darling because their metrics last year suggested they should have been like an eleven or twelve win team, and they were nine, six, and one. <laughs> so, um, for sure, I think there's probably some value on the Steelers over nine. Um, I'm surprised that the Browns are only at a nine. Um, I really expected to see them nine and a half, uh, just based on the way that the, you know, people have kind of fallen all over themselves in love with all of their moves. Um, you know, bringing in the guy like Odell Beckham Jr. to pair with, uh, you know, clearly, you know, future of the franchise and darn in, um, in, uh, Baker Mayfield. So it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm surprised. I thought there might've presented a little bit of value to go under on the, uh, on the Browns, but nine is a fair number for them. Um, and, uh, under on the Ravens, eight and a half seems like the play, man. They lost so many pieces on their defense. Like, if you look at the Ravens roster this year compared to that team that won 10 games last year, it's pretty, pretty different uh, group of uh, uh, of players that they're going to be trotting out on defense. That's going to have, you know, they're going to have some kind of, if they get any kind of a tough schedule uh, where they have, like, a, a not soft landing, like if they have a couple of their tougher games in the first quarter of the season, uh, then circle the Ravens as a as a potential team t- to come in under their uh, under their total in my book. Um, the uh, AFC Earl, Tom, Earl Thomas, baby. AFC South. <laughs> and uh, and real, Thomas, I mean, before I'm we sure before before that. we move on, but, like yeah, I agree, hard agree on the Browns take. Like, I think the Browns are going to take money if it gets to if it gets out of control. Oh, that's a good point. And yeah, the yeah. Browns get up. Yeah, if the Browns get up to, I will bet the Browns under if the money comes in like it should, and the whole world bets the season went total over nine. I'll probably if I can get if I if it gets to ten, I'm taking it under. Like it's still it's still a decently tough schedule. Like yeah. they have they have some good teams on the schedule. You know you still gotta play. It, it's still a tough division, maybe outside of Cincinnati. But they still they have to play the Patriots. They have to play the Niners. They have to play the Rams. Say the you know the Seahawks. I'm not a huge believer in, but they're still not a walkover. Uh, the Broncos in Mile High. They gotta play. It's not a super easy schedule, and I think uh, ten is a push at worst. This okay. Might be yeah. Free, a no, freezing think, cold take there. Yeah. No. No. I think. I, no. You. You. You nailed it. If it gets steamed up to ten, there's going to be massive value on the under for them for sure. Um, okay. Uh, let's talk about the uh, AFC South. This one was surprising. This was one, maybe the most surprising number on the whole board, in my opinion. Uh, Colts open oh, I know up which one. as nine and a half. Nine and a half no. for the Colts. Um, Texans eight and a half. Jags eight. Eight. Really. Big Dick Nick Foles gets the paycheck, and now he's going eight and eight with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are we serious here? Uh, and then uh, Tennessee Titans eight and a half. Uh, this this is an awful lot of um, respect for a division that has some pretty suspect, <laughs> pretty suspect teams, uh, as far as I can tell you. Um, yeah, can you just bet all four unders and assume that you'll get three? Yeah, that's actually not crazy is at all. Strategy? That's not crazy at all. <laughs> Uh, who do you know? I don't see a ten-win team. Yeah, who? Yeah, for, seriously. Uh, yes, that's that's not crazy at all. Um, Houston won eleven last year. Indy won ten. Both of those were on the backs of pretty 
very, very, very soft schedules, not just soft in terms of who they had to play, but when they had to play them. Uh, Houston won a bunch of games they shouldn't have won. Indy, um, 10 and 6 felt about right for the talent of the team and, and everything. And But they haven't really made that, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen much from the Colts in terms of, you know, what they're doing to uh, affect change on the roster to tell me that they're going to be an absolute contender in the AFC. Am I, am I crazy? Nine and a half is like that's like Col- that's no, like, like Colts that's like yeah you know, that's like a number like not, the Colts are yeah, are, are, nine. are contenders. Nine and a half is big. Yeah, they should have just opened everybody at eight and a half and let let people decide. Let the market let the market decide. But no, that feels a touch high. Uh, yeah, India India is a really unbalanced schedule. Like they have a lot of they have a, a handful of pretty tough games and then a handful of like just sh- shitty games. I mean, obviously they play in that division, so there's six right there. But like, it is really hard, like getting a read on the schedule. I think it still is a touch high. If I had to pick one under out of any of these, I would pick the Titans. Mm. Everybody gets to play the Raiders, I guess. The Raiders and Bucks, which I don't know about the Raiders and Bucks. Raiders and Bucks, they're making moves. I like the Bucks. I like the coach, uh, the coaching change, I guess, down there. And Raiders have a lot of draft capital, and they've got some free agents. Maybe those aren't gimmies, but yeah, uh, Titans under like that one. That should have been a seven and a half, I think. The yeah. Jags, who knows? Like I'm staying away from that. <clears throat> I talk about this every year with every sport. It's the uncertainty. That one feels like the least certain thing. That team was very good two years ago. They got bortled, and just who knows what happens. Like I, that it could be. Honestly, a four win or a twelve win team, neither would surprise me. Yeah. I will I won't be betting on it or against the Jaguars early in the season, I tell you that. I need to really see what's cracking the down defense, in uh, Duval the defense, County. Yeah. The defense regressed massively for the Jaguars last year. Uh and uh, I don't know that bringing in Nick Foles is really all I mean, I, I'm a noted Nick Foles doubter. Um, and you know, I've lost a lot of money in my life, uh, for putting my money where my mouth is on this. Uh, but, uh, I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not seeing this man. I'm not seeing this as a, as a good fit for him with the coaching staff, with the scheme they're running. I'm not seeing this as a, you know, Hey, we, now we got our guy. Like, yeah, we, this is the, we're contenders now. Like I, I just, the, you know, the Jaguars to me, uh, feel like an also ran in the AFC, um, maybe they get to eight and eight, but this does not feel like a 500 team to me. And the uh, opening and, you know, number like eight, you know, where you're going to, you know, pretty even juice on this thing. Um, this is uh this is probably an underplay for me once we kind of get, uh, get some more information on how this roster flushes out. Cause they, they don't have a lot of draft capital. Um, and they don't have uh, a great, uh, I mean, I, I personally don't like what Coughlin's kind of ethos is, and I don't think it's a good fit for the, you know, for the way the NFL is evolving personally. All that said, the big, uh, the big numbers here all reside in the West. Do you see this chiefs number 10 and a half, uh, yeah. chargers 10, uh, you got your Broncos eh, seven. Raiders, eh, six. Um, but let's start at the top here. Uh, Chiefs overachieved like crazy last year. Uh, and most of it was born out of the fact that defense doesn't matter in the regular season in the NFL anymore. Um, 
they won uh, 12 games. Uh, could have been even more. <laughs> they had a couple of ones that didn't quite go their way at the end. Seahawks and and the second Chargers oh, games are the ones that immediately pop. Yeah. Um, so you know they they were you know pretty clearly you know 13 ish win team last year by the all by all by all accounts. Uh, and now they're opening this number at 10 and a half. So we're expecting the Chiefs to take a little bit of a step back. Um, is that warranted? Uh, given that they're going to have a little bit tougher schedule this year, given that uh, there's going to be a little bit of tape to study on Mahomes, people are going to be a little bit more well prepared for what this team's going to do. Because uh, you know, and maybe do we know what Tyreek Hill's status is going to be? Is he going to get some some gnarly suspension that's going to keep him out for the first half of the season? Um, does that matter? Like they have enough pieces outside of him on the offense to still run the offense through Mahomes yeah. and be a dynamic passing attack. Like uh, Chiefs over ten and a half have any any interest in you, or you are coming into this season. Prove prove it to me again. Prove it to me again. <laughs> Andy, yeah, Reed, that's a hard no. Prove it, Andy. I yeah, I like I, I get everything you're saying about regression, tougher schedule, all that, but at the same time. Like betting against that offense in the regulars, betting that offense will get outscored six times seems maybe like a little too much risk for the kind of blood I have. Like I, yeah. I don't want to get away that train. That's a fair way to go to some college, go to some D three college, and sign some track star get three of those and just have Mahomes launch at 80 yards. Like that offense is still going to go. Andy Reid's a great coach. They don't care about their defense. Like they, they, they're proving right now, again, that we're not even going to try to improve that, whatever, try to outscore us, try to stop us, do what you can. Like, yeah, it's a sharp line. Like they'll probably be right around that 10 to 12 wins. And I don't think there's enough, uh, enough evidence to go against it. Or honestly, I don't. Uh, I don't really want to lay against without the without the you know ability to get a push. I don't love that ten and a half number either. I'm staying away from probably most of this division. Honestly, like uh, I really uh, my uncertainty pick for the division is the Raiders. Like everyone's gonna hate them. There'll probably be some steam on that under, but at the same time. You know, are are you gonna put faith in Gruden and his whole system when he's been trying? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can go either way on that one. <laughs> so probably that leaves me with the maybe the Denver being a little high. Tell me how they've improved. Like Flacco doesn't impress me. Oh no way! No fucking way! <laughs> like no way! I don't think Flacco seven, is going to be. I don't, I don't seven, think Flacco seven, is starting quarterback. Seven seems five. like he might not start the whole season. Yeah, no, I think somebody's going to. Seven seven the, seems they're like pull a the rug out from under him. And who's the who's the coach now? Vic Fangio, defensive uh, coordinator for the Bears, yeah, the moved over to Denver. Coach. Is that right? 60, 60 something year old yeah. Vic Fangio finally gets a head coaching gig, and we're expecting him and Joe Flacco to come in and, and be competitive and the toughest uh, in the toughest, you know, to, the top two the top two teams in the in the AFC West are probably the clearly the top two in any division. Would you say Chiefs and Chargers? Like, is there any other duo that's better yeah. than that across the NFL? No, right? Ooh, no, that's uh. I mean, yeah, they, the NFC West is, or NFC South has kind of fallen off in a few spots. Yeah, yeah, like a one-two punch, that's way up there. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, Broncos. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a low number, and again, you know, like it's it's easy to kind of look. You look at the way all these numbers that go from top to bottom, and they're clustered all around eight and eight, which we know is unrealistic. Like, there's going to be a much wider distribution of actual results than what these numbers would imply, and so it's easy to look at the low numbers and be like, oh, well, those are going to go under, and then it's easy to look at the high numbers and be like, oh, those are going to go over. Um, it's interesting with the Chiefs, at least. Uh, Andy Reid has had, you know, he has. What, this is in six seasons he's been in KC. He's uh, failed to get double-digit wins one time. He went nine and seven his second year. Every other year he's gotten double-digit wins. Um, so it's it's tough to be a doubter on the Chiefs. Um, I kind of get the feel that you had, which is ten and a half is a damn sharp number. Um, similarly for the Chargers, ten is a really sharp number. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. I was maybe I was hoping for a nine, nine and a half for the Chargers. Ten's uh, tough, though. Ten is really tough. Um, Philip Rivers is a year older. Anthony Lynn has kind of pulled the wool over people's eyes, I believe, in terms of how, you know, how well he is embracing the future of the NFL in terms of strategy and, and, uh, and scheme. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers, you know, don't own, you know, under, underwhelm over portions of next season, given that they're going to have a pretty tough schedule again, then they don't have home field advantage. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it, you know, this is a, this good is a point tough about one. The home field. Tough one to have a real gut. Uh, read on any of these um and uh yeah the Raiders that was a, are that's a good point about the home field for the for the chargers when we didn't bring it up if you want to step back do you think that has any effect on the raiders with uh what they're doing i do you know what they're doing i, I think they <laughs> they're still, playing at the coliseum still, yeah right? like they they're, they're going to reach a deal at some point i yeah, feel like it's like, like i think they're still there percent. aren't they I believe they're gonna. This is their, yeah, like that's this is their right? fina- This is their yeah. coliseum finale, I believe. This is their swan song. This is their swan song. Their last ride, the final ride. Derek Carr and company. The Raiders. I, I mean, you know, per, per, from a personnel. I mean, you know, what what did the Raiders do? They upgraded a receiver by bringing in Antonio Brown, and I think Antonio Brown is a legit player. I don't know if he adds wins. Uh, maybe he adds a, a win, but Derek Carr still being the quarterback is a huge question mark. Um, they had issues on the offensive line with the interior of that offensive line getting older and getting injured last year, and that directly impacted Carr's performance because Carr is a guy that needs a very, very, very um, competent pocket to operate. If he's getting pressure up the middle, Carr just turns into a puddle. Uh, and uh, instead of really addressing the middle of their uh, offensive line and free agency, they got like a tackle. Uh, I don't think there's great draft strength in you know centers and guards as far as I can tell. I don't know that the Raiders are even targeting those guys. Uh, I think they want defensive players, playmakers. So it's it's I, I I'm still skeptical as hell that Carr and the Raiders are going to be effective whatsoever the way that this roster is constructed, even though they bring in Antonio Brown. Um, and um, yeah, six is a number that's probably going to get steamed down uh, once we see who they draft because. Um, I don't know that this is a very talented draft class beyond like the top five picks, to be honest. I think this might be a bad one. I think we've had a couple of years of really, really good drafts in the NFL, and this year might be a bust, but um, I'm not an expert, so I'll, uh, I'll let it play out. Um, you want any final thoughts on the AFC? Out of all those numbers we just nailed, is there a one gut number that you're just like – what 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 the hell was that? Yeah, Tennessee, like, oh, Tennessee under Tennessee feels under. T- Tennessee under feels like a whole game high. Like <laughs> yeah, they're like a six or seven we, win team. Str- Eight and a half strongly, is crazy. Strong, I might fly strongly out. agree. Strongly agree. I, that was how far one. is Napa from Vegas? 
Far enough. Um, Long ways, huh? Far you could enough. get to Tahoe, maybe. Uh, I don't think there's a CGT book at South uh, Lake Tahoe, but maybe there is. And uh, it was at State Line, Nevada. Uh, there might be a CG Technologies book. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, um, but yeah, you want to yeah stick to Napa. Um, we'll get these numbers soon enough at the offshores, and then we can do some damage. <laughs> but yeah, eight and a half for Tennessee is the one of all of the AFC ones that I agree it sticks out as a as a pretty poor number. Um that and uh yeah let's move over to the nfc starting with the east your dallas yeah, cowboy your dallas cowboys they wow. have to you must have, have to go halfway down look at this oh philly I, I missed philly at nine and a half yep. look at look at this juice on on eight and a half for the cowboys minus 135 to the over there that's your that's your cowboys tax um they know yes. that cowboys fans will be in the desert and put that bet in uh, and regardless of juice so they 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 hang, they hang it half a win low and juice the shit out of the over surprise surprise um cowboys should be about a nine yeah it must, it must have opened in mexico too <laughs> yeah um, super popular down there yes yes um so uh it's, it's gonna be an interesting interesting competition in the in the and the NFC East. NFC East, traditionally, the division that has the highest turnover year over year in terms of champion. Um, and uh, Philadelphia Eagles bringing back Carson Wentz and uh, probably the best coach in the NFC, Doug Peterson? I don't know this question. Uh, he's up there, though. And uh, pretty clearly, um, a lot is expected of the Eagles this year with a nine and a half win total leading the way. Um, Rounding out the field, you have the New York Football Giants, football Giants. at six, mm-hmm. and the Redskins at six. Um, is this as clear cut as it looks in terms of win totals that you have uh, 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 the haves and the have-nots in the AFC in the NFC East? Two, could you, two contenders. Could you two bet the Giants? Fans? Yeah, could you bet the Giants under six now and then bet them like over four after the draft? Yes. <laughs> when they just model it like i that's like full hyperbole that's an exaggeration but yeah i feel the giants might take some under money like i don't know what they're doing eli eli does like he's still halfway serviceable at times but he's he was so bad at times like that team's kind of a mess it's just like the joke uh there was a couple good jokes after they you know got rid of Odin about how many times uh, Miss, what is Zach Juan would run the ball after he runs like 64 oh, carries yeah. for 178 yards or whatever. Like, I'm yeah. not, and it was yeah, like the, yeah, the Wolf yeah. of Wall Street clip where he's, where he's crawling in his car. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's going to be an interesting game plan. Again, I said this a bunch last year. I'll say it again. Oh, I feel man. bad for Shermer. I, I don't care if it's, I, I lean under six. Yeah. I don't know if it's a play, but they, I'm trying to find six wins out of that team. They're uh, they've they've gotten worse. Uh, well, that's the problem. I mean, the problem is they have, um, the Cowboys is probably like the Cowboys is probably always should be an underplay, just because of that juice. Eagles are toughy. Where's the fourth one? I can't seem to find. Uh, Redskins are sick. To find the skin. Oh, they're they're, they're, they're down at six two. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are two bad teams. Yeah, I mean, we. I mean, do we know who the Redskins' quarterback's going to be for a majority of the season? Was your, no, dude, what is Ravens your guess? Re, Ravens re-signed, Ravens re-signed RG3, so that's out the window. 
<laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Is it going to be Keenum? Case Keenum? Is he going to be? Is he going to start the most game? Is he going to start more than six games for the Redskins this year? Do you think? Probably. Like people are still watching tape from the year that Diggs and Thielen bailed him out like two hundred times. Like it, it went and showed up in Denver that he's not. He's not a serviceable quarterback. He's, I mean, he may, maybe he's okay if he has some receivers that can bail him out. You, you need, I mean, I guess it's dumb to say like a lot of quarterbacks would be better if they had receivers that bailed them out constantly. That's a uh, super obvious, but yeah, he just he didn't have that going for him. Denver was bad. I think those Redskins are going to be plenty bad. I, yeah, I don't know if he'll start the whole yeah. season. That could be messy. Like uh, Giants and Skins. You could see different quarterbacks halfway through the season if it goes right. real tits up. Right. Um, the Cowboys, I don't know. Like, if, if people are people getting excited about the Witten thing? Because I think they're going to use him spare, not sparingly, but he's I not going to. Yeah. He's not going to be like. I, look, man. If I'm if I'm running the Cowboys, he, he was a rookie when I was in like high roster. school. He's probably not making the roster, yeah. man. He's not good enough to play in the NFL anymore. I'm sorry, and they they need they need. They absolutely need to solidify some of those positions. Witten's not the answer. Um, I would say, I would say the Cowboys are intriguing. Uh, I wish it was a nine with a little bit, with a little bit more uh, reasonable juice. Um, maybe reasons, it will be here soon. Maybe it will, and maybe it will be. I mean, the reasons to reasons not to like the Cowboys clearly uh, the fact that they're isn't are they bringing back uh, Garrett on, as a lame duck? I remember talking about this at the end of last season. Like, wow, they're really not going to extend him. Like, he's going to be play. He's going to have a lame duck year this year. Um, do you know off the top of your head if they ended up extending him or if he is on the last year of his contract as a coach? Because that's always a huge red flag. And he sucks as a coach, so there's <laughs> another good reason not to like the Cowboys. But you know, I mean, it's uh, it's you know that that that's that's quite that's troublesome. Uh, in the pl- in the plus category, they obviously still have one of the better offensive lines in the league. Uh, Dak Prescott developing into a kind of you know middle tier, you know, solidly in the middle of the NFL in terms of quarterback play. Um, and uh, they have a bunch of young, talented players on defense. They're kind of bringing the band back and should have another, you know, another year of growth, another year of um, development for some of your defensive pieces who have talent. Um, they might be a good, solid defensive team this year. Uh, it's just kind of a question of what they get out of their offense and if uh, yeah. if Jason Garrett can uh, can create some magic again. Oh, and you were right. I mean, just closing on that division. Uh... The Garrett, this is a quote from Garrett who did not, yeah, he hasn't, the, they haven't done anything with his contract. He'll coach on his final year of his contract. Wow. Like he said it's a lame duck. And he did say, I do my best work without a net. So <laughs> take that. Take that in my hand. <laughs> what, else, what else can you say? But that's, uh, that's funny. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah, not, 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 if I had to take I, you one, know what? that's more giants. clever. That's you can, more you can clever set the giant five and a that's more clever than I ever would have given Jason Garrett credit for. So good job by you, Jason. Maybe he is developing as a coach and growing. Um, okay. Um, so no, no, uh, no gut feel here other than Giants under six. And I mean, you really can't even bet that because, like, like, like the joke you were making about Barkley was like, okay, it's can't. the like that's the real problem. Like Barkley will be good enough to win him a couple games that they otherwise shouldn't be winning, and that's why you don't invest that high draft capital in a running back because he'll keep you out of being able to replace your quarterback uh, for the next, you know, X years. So, um, 
last note on the Giants before we move on. Uh, do you think they pull the trigger, send a draft pick to uh, to the desert for uh, Josh Rosen? I think they're aren't they the betting favorite? If you I which believe uh, they are. caution people, caution people against those are not predictive when you're looking at a fifty dollar max profit in offshore. But uh, I mean, they've got enough steam, and I, I don't know. I don't know if they're smart enough to do something like that. I honestly think Rosen might end up being a Patriot just because teams are so stupid and they continue to trade with the Patriots. <laughs> honestly, they'll probably trade Rosen for like a sixth round or something to the Patriots, and, and the Patriots will get like some deferred money. I don't know how it all works, but like something something will happen where like the Patriots will screw somebody over and get him. That's, that's life. But uh, no, I, I don't know if the Giants are smart enough to do anything like that, especially with all the rhetoric around how they believe in Eli still. Yeah, I mean, it does sound like they literally are afraid to bring in someone that would actually push him uh, because yeah. they have, like, some weird confidence thing going on. I mean, the, the quotes from Gettleman about uh, Eli had an amazing year last year. I mean, like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, you know, hey, you want to point to some obscure statistics and, and ignore the fact that your team won, like, what, six games or whatever. Like, what was their actual record? I don't want to slander them entirely here. <laughs> Giants won five and five and eleven. Giants were five and eleven last year. So um, how did they ever win five? How did they? It's a miracle. They won some weird ones too. (laughs) They won some weird ones. They did. Um. Anyway, the uh, and they lost some weird ones. Didn't they lose that one where Graham kicked a sixty-two yarder? Carolina. Yeah, that was a weird one. Uh, Uh, It was a weird season. They actually had a weird weird season. Um. Yeah, it's funny, like, this start, you know, this is centered on the regular season wins, but this is getting me so jacked up for, like, draft oh, season. So and jacked up. The continued, so continued, up. like, because it's still, like, it's not like baseball or, you know, basketball is, you know, the the flurry of activity. Like, NFL trade season kind of drags on, and the, there does. will be some cool trades come the draft. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully we get something neat. So, all right, yeah. what's the next division? Well, let me ask you real quick. You, you have a schedule tab open? Uh, you have the Cowboy schedule open out of curiosity. Oh, no, I closed it because it opened a freaking auto play video. Oh, and I hate those. That, that's the worst. You got to mute. You got to mute. I, need, I know. The, I don't know those what. tabs. You got to mute the tabs that have auto play stuff because that's. So I know. I'm using a different browser and I don't have the oh. blocker. And it's okay. just really, no. made, me, uh, really well, made me upset. Okay. If you're pulling it up, let me. This was the question I was going to ask again. you about the Cowboys schedule in 2019. Uh, if you were the schedule maker, what Cowboys, what game were you putting on uh, Thanksgiving? Last year, they gave um, us Cowboys Redskins. Yeah. It was kind of a bust. Except we bet the shit out they of the Cowboys once a month. Should... And we bet the shit out of the over once a month. They should have them play the uh, Lions one time just to confuse everybody. They <laughs> no, they, they both get to be um, home. They both get to be home. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Honestly, like when I would make it, I would make it Eagles at Eagles at Dallas or um, um, looks like the Patriots is an away game. Honestly, Vikings Cowboys. They could talk about the '98 game. That was uh, just any excuse to bring that up because it was so fun. Uh, Kirk Packers Cousins Cowboys. Back in, is Kirk, home Kirk game. Cousins back uh, in the Rams. NFC Rams. East. Rams Cowboys is a home game. Yeah, I'd say Packers Rams Eagles or Vikings. Like that would be that would be where I would go with that. Otherwise, it's Bills Dolphins Giants Skins. So Got it. I mean, it's a pretty easy decision. But I would yeah, I'd, I'd lean 
lean towards uh, maybe yeah. Ram, Rams or Vikings. Oh, it's fun. too bad. They they only get the Dolphins at home every so often, and I always want a, to relive the amazing when we were kids, the Leon Lett in the snow, uh, kicking the ball and giving <laughs> the Dolphins another shot at that yeah. field goal so that Dan Marino could be, beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. That was one of the most fun NFL games of my youth, and uh, I always want the Dolphins and Cowboys to play again on on uh, Thanksgiving. But this year's Dolphins team, I can kind of, uh, I could, I could do without that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it would be, uh, yeah. We don't know if they're getting the Rams or the Saints in uh, in Dewey. One of them will be home. One of them will be away. No, the oh, Ram, no. Rams is home. I'm looking at something that's showing me the home game. Unless I'm, yeah, this is the 2019 season. The Rams will be a home game, and the Saints, Saints will not. And we've spent okay. so much time in the NFC. Right. So let's, let's go to NFC, the yeah. NFC We're North. Breaking down schedules now. NFC North. Uh, you got uh, you got an interesting Packers over here. You got an interesting number here on a bunch of these teams. Bears at nine and a half, Packers at nine, Vikings at nine, and uh, Detroit Lions. Oof. That's that's seven for the Lions. Screams Matt Patricia's getting fired this year. Um, the um, uh, the low expectations is not a good thing combined with likely not even you know being fourth place team in your division again. Um, the uh, the Bears at nine and a half uh, is quite an adjustment. What was last year's win total for the Bears? Five, five and a half, six, something like that. I think six, six, six. Pretty... Yeah, yeah. But then they ended up actually winning twelve. <laughs> they went well, well over. Uh, and um, I think it's pretty obvious that they had. Uh, a very, very easy schedule last year. They benefited from Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, and they benefited from huge regression on part of the Vikings' defense. Um, what uh, What do you think of this number nine and a half? Does it feel a tad high? Don't, don't, do we not expect a little bit more regression from this Bears team and Mitch Trubisky in year three? Yeah, I mean, that's a first-place schedule. That I don't know. It is a first-place schedule that also – so it includes the Lions twice, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Redskins, the Giants, and I don't know, maybe the maybe the Vikings continue to regress. Like I didn't want to just pile on Anthony Lynn because we got yelled at for calling Anthony Lynn shitty coach too much, but I'm Zimmer. I'm starting to yeah. lean towards Zimmer not being not yeah. being the right coach in today's NFL. Like yeah. I I don't like if I had to I don't think he's the worst coach in the division because that's uh that might be reserved for the dipshit with the beard but uh, he's <laughs> he he did he just not he's not saying the right thing he's not saying the things that the coaches who are doing well in this league are doing he's saying the opposite he's doing the opposite there's questionable moves I don't love the direction that team's headed like, yeah I, I don't know if an under is a strong enough play. <clears throat> the number is strong enough for an under, but uh, it makes me it makes me like a Packers over even more. I think yeah, I think yeah. just gut feelings more. are Bears Bears under Packers over. How I about think, the uh, Packers doing yeah. the division yeah. is probably once that comes out, Packers doing the division might be a play, and then yeah, the, the Packers over nine feels right. Like that feels like a push at worst. Um, I think they're going to be an improved team. Um, and yeah, the Lions. It's awful tempting to play an under seven. Hey, uh, are the Packers a live dog yeah. on uh, on week one Thursday night? Uh, plus three and a half in yeah. Soldier Field. Oh, Packers shit. could win that. Shit, game, yeah. Right? yeah, absolutely. Aaron Rod- Aaron Rodgers don't care about three and a half is uh, been there plenty of times. Like do you know why they're giving us the, do you know why they're giving us the hook there? 
because it's March or April and like <laughs> a lot of people aren't betting it and they don't. What do you think it closes uh, at three? Yeah. I don't know if it swings full across three, but I, I can see it closing at three. This is super dumb of us to try to predict line movement on a game that starts in like five months. But yeah, I, I think there'll be enough Packers love taking the hook that it goes to three. Yeah. 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 I agree with most of your takes on the uh, NFC North. And I have one more Vikings question for you. There was a lot of weird, like rumors, speculation, Stefan Diggs tweeting eye emojis and, but bizarre shit like that like what's going on are they going to move one of these wide receivers why would they do that are they legitimately going to trot dalvin cook out and try to feature him as the key piece of this offense in 2019 i don't know this is where i'm going with the zimmer stuff like if he has a, a true say with spielman as far as like personnel decision to that level then maybe i don't know sometimes i think these athletes are just screwing with us sometimes on twitter <laughs> like i know they are because a couple yeah. a couple of them have like the the magnet door thing or whatever from Le'Veon. yeah <clears throat> i don't know like um it's it's, it's it's nothing happened yet and granted like we said we have a long time before teams can't trade players anymore and we have a draft coming up or wildness could happen. But I think that would be a mistake to feature the running game more when you have two good receivers under halfway decent contracts. I mean, uh, granted, they, the only caveat to that, that is the, the cap. Yeah. He's making, he's making like five or 6 million. Like that's yeah. solid money for a top five receiver. And, yeah. and Diggs is making Diggs is also a decent contract. They do have cap problems, but that's not the space. That's not the space you need to make. I don't know where you make it. Like I think they're just dick. And yeah. They're gonna have to blow it up here in the next year or two with really little to show for it. But uh, mm. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So no. So so just gut reactions. Then you're thinking Bears under Packers over, and a lot of that might even come down to week one. <laughs> that's fucking cool. Uh, let's talk about the uh, NFC South. Uh, this was a division of underachieving teams in 2018 um i think the falcons uh panthers and bucks all went under their projected win totals by at least one if not two if not five games in the part of the the falcons maybe um falcons were expected to be a double digit win team they went seven and nine uh they fired sarkeesian uh dan quinn still has control of this team though and it's unclear if he has the vision to be uh you know contending um and they open the falcons at eight and a half uh your defending champion new orleans saints i'm looking at a number like ten and a half um and you know to a degree the saints should be in the same kind of conversation as the patriots as far as double digit wins year over year over year over year um and um yeah and then to round out the division you got eight with the panthers which seems laughably high given we have no fucking clue if we'll see cam newton in 2019 uh and then the tampa bay buccaneers set it a six which uh seems bettable given that you have bruce arians running the show down there now and uh he's going to try to make the most out of the fifth year contract with james winston and uh and do something nasty down there in, in tampa bay so i think this is probably the division where i had the most kind of gut reactions about overs and unders um general thoughts on these numbers that i just uh, threw out there any that you especially like yeah hard lean on panthers under i just think they're going to shut cam down and i don't know like if it's in the landscape of the nfc is there like a situation where they think they can make a run in the playoffs with a halfway healthy cam newton like what is what's the point of trotting them out there i 
think you shut him down for the year. It, I, it sucks they didn't like, you know, to to actually see that happening. I would have thought maybe they'd have made a run at one of the quarterbacks, like Flacco or Foles. But uh, so if, if that makes me think maybe they're going to be stupid. But uh, I guess Cam out and a shitty injured Cam maybe are a horse apiece. And I'm not worried either way. And I'm going under eights, even though they do. They do have a couple cupcakes on the schedule. But, yeah, it's it's a 500 team again. They're not any better. Do you think Bruce Arians still has the goods in in the uh, in Tampa Bay? I do. He can win six. He's a smart guy. Seven, like eight. it's not like he got. It's not like he got run out of town because he was a bad coach. Like a lot of these retreads, it's well, you got shit canned because he had a four and ten, twelve season after a yeah, six and, and quarterback was, and ten. Yeah, season. his quarterback. He just, yeah, it went out faster. Yeah, you just get like he he had some health issues and like it was a it was like a nice graceful exit. Like people kind of forget that he probably could have just kept coaching. I think he's a good coach. He's a smart guy. He's saying the right things already. I like where he's at. I don't know if they have the talent to, you know, get over the hump. It's going to be tough. I saw some terrible stuff from Jameis. I don't know. Like he, very questionable if, if it's the right move, but you got to play the hand. And you're dealt. I, I think I'd I'd go with it too, especially just what he costs on that option year. Uh, the Bucks could be sneaky. I don't think like playoff sneaky, but like beating teams they shouldn't in some funny spots. I think they're going to be a team you can back against the spread. Lean a little over the other two Saints Falcons. I'm completely staying away. Those are nice numbers. Falcons. Yeah. It's like it's like I don't have a prior to work off of because they were. So injured, and there was such a weird team. It's it's almost like I don't have a prior to work. Yeah, on. no, that, that's that's to, to like make predictions yeah. with the Falcons, and you know the Saints. They kind of changed the face of the team over the last couple of years, as far as not being a, a deep passing throwing team. As Brees has gotten older, Brees is back. I think they're still a team that's probably a sharp line. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like, think that's better. Leaving that alone. Ten and a half is very very good number. No, it's the same um, spot as the Chiefs. Like. Like you can bet the Saints lose six games, but at the same time, it's a tough one with the hook. Yeah, yeah. No, Sean Payton still. I mean, yeah. If anything, like I don't know. Is is uh, uh, it's you know the the Saints went eleven and five two seasons ago. They did it on the back of having one of the most impressive drafts in like five years. Like they just got the all pros at so many positions. A couple of those guys had a little bit of sophomore slumps. I felt like last year, especially uh, what was it, Marcus Williams safety, uh, and um, yeah, Lattimore to a degree didn't play quite as well. Um, and uh, you know, you might get better performances out of those guys. The Saints probably should still be considered, um, you know, the I don't know top three favorites to win the NFC this year. Um, but ten and a half, I think, is a pretty sharp number. Um, I kind of want to get on this Falcons. Well, I mean, just based on this, they should open. They should open a second favorite, or they yeah. should be right there with the Rams if you just look at the prices. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, Falcons. I kind of want to go under eight and a half, just because I don't really believe in Dan Quinn, and I, you know, if if they had shown any ability to develop any of the players that they, you know, could have had as backfill for the guys they lost due to injury, uh, then you maybe have a little bit more confidence that, uh, that they know what they're doing over there. Um, it's going to be a tough division still. 
and uh, and Falcons. Uh, while Matt Ryan, clearly, I don't know. I, I guess, what are your thoughts on Matt Ryan? Is he no doubt, no brainer, not even a conversation top ten quarterback in the NFL right now, or is it borderline? Yeah, he's still a, he's still a great quarterback. It's just like that was such a weird year for that team. It's so like cluster injuries on cluster injuries on cluster injuries. Like it just really got dicked, and they lost some weird games. The offense looked. Goofy at time. I guess I, I do like honestly they could have brought you in and I'd been excited like, about their <laughs> offense. Like, any yeah, any offensive coordinator is, is just Sarkeesian. Yeah. Yeah, just for sure. Like they could have let Matt Ryan call the plays and I'd have been happier than what's going like just let the let the fullback call the plays. I don't even care. He just he never quite got got over the hump of like NFL play calling. He just it's not uh, it's not in his future. No. Sark no. sucks. Not Sorry, Falcons fans. That, that had to be lost because, like, everybody, everybody knew, like, just this isn't working. It, it, from game one, from week one in Philly with, like, three, four red zone failed red zone attempts. Like, it was amazing that they just ran it back. Um, all right, let's talk about oh, the – It's like on uh, Tecmo, it's on, like on Tecmo when, when the other team chooses the same play as you, like, every time and every play just blows up in the red zone. Like, it's <laughs> like they know what you're going to run because he's yeah. stuck. He's stuck. Yeah. So, all right, yeah. last one. One more out west. The NFC West. Uh, we have uh, a Rams leading the charge with ten and a half. That feels like an under look to me. Um, and Seahawks coming in next, eight and a half. That feels like an under look to me, man. The Seahawks won ten games last year, and they shouldn't have, but they got Russell Wilson, and he'll win games that you shouldn't. So uh, it's this. It's tough. Uh, Niners third at eight and then the cardinals sit at five we don't really know we assume at this point cardinals drafting kyler murray maybe uh you know maybe he has a a, you know does something worthwhile his rookie year with cliff Cliff kingsbury and they get to five wins probably an unbettable number um what do you think of the other three though over on the niners under on the seahawks under on the ramps boy you read my mind yeah and the strongest one is the niners like yeah you put them in a cat. You put them in a category with some of the other teams that were just middling or lower, but like all the hype that they had last year, and then just like three pretty catastrophic injuries to start the year, they were minimally an eight and eight team if they don't have those injuries. They're they should be a good team. I don't I don't think the schedule's any tougher. I just I guess I haven't compared the two, but like eight feels like a baseline. I think especially if we're saying under on the Rams and uh, Seahawks, I feel stronger about the Seahawks under. I think they were a little lucky with a few of their games, just they the were. way things hashed out. They were. I I don't think they. I don't think they're getting any better. Their, their insistence to run the ball is also, you know, not a benefit to anything going forward in the NFL. Brian, Brian so just based on the fact that those two are going under, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, shot, shot, he's still the coordinator. Yeah, those two going under, and the addition of just a rookie head coach, probably a rookie quarterback, if not second year quarterback, still with a pretty bad presence on the outside receivers, which is tough for any quarterback. Like Arizona's not going to improve a ton. I mean, he's, they're no. they're tied for the lowest win total. No. Even if they go over, it's going to be a 6-7-1 team. So I think I think the Niners getting eight is my strongest look. But, yeah, I think we pretty much agree on the other three. 
Yeah. Um, how good is George Kittle going to be with Jimmy Garoppolo this year? Is he going to be? Is that going to be like one of the better connections to watch all year? I can't wait for that. It's, yeah, it's going to be magic. If you, do fan, if you do fantasy, that's like that's just Kittle. taking top five. Yeah, I don't do yeah. fantasy enough to like. That's not a bad. That's not a good idea. Yeah, no, probably not. But uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. It'd be connection. funny. It'd be funny if you did though. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, you'd, you'd I would. Talk your league. Yeah, man. Uh, and uh, anyway, it's a, it's going to be a fun. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun, <laughs> fun bunch of games in the uh, in the NFC West. I'm looking forward to a lot of these. And I guess let me crystallize my thoughts on Rams under a little bit more. Pretty clearly, uh, McVeigh knows what he's doing. Um, I thought heading into last season that the Rams were going to be a little overvalued in a lot of games, and that they were going to have a tough time covering, and that. You know, people were, you know, we're going to catch up to what it was that McVeigh was doing that was so good. Um, but uh, it didn't really feel like any of that happened until the Super Bowl. <laughs> right? Like, it didn't really feel like any of the, uh, uh, you know, any of the innovative stuff McVeigh was doing really got exposed until the big game. Um, do you think uh, he has additional wrinkles, additional you know, kind of ways of, uh, you know, making his approach, um, you know, different enough that uh, they can continue to develop golf. He takes a step forward uh, or is golf not a great quarterback and sideways step? Rams still have some major problems in terms of how the roster is constructed in terms of being top heavy. Um, always a huge, yeah, it huge, is huge That's risk. a good word for it. Yeah, and you, yeah, that, I mean, guess they're what? Like two, they're two injuries away from being like a six-win team. Ex- that, that, nailed it exactly. Like Something the, happened. The yes. depth, the depth isn't there, and then yeah, McVeigh turned into a pussy for a while there in the playoffs. That was odd. It was weird. Like the, it was taking, really weird. Yeah, taking that field goal and just like, whoa, what? You're supposed to be sabermetrics guy. You're supposed to be analytics and like making the right decision. Like you, you let us all down. You let the math community down. Yeah, you let the you nerd did. community down, and you lost the Super Bowl. And, yeah. and he scored like three points on, it, on your way there with uh with you know your improved <laughs> your improved offense. Yeah, Grant. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a shitty it was a shitty Super Bowl. Oh, it's one of the worst of all time. Yeah, like thir- thirteen and thirteen and three, not repeatable. I don't think. Uh, I do what see was... a little regression, and yeah, God, I don't wish an injury anyway. But yeah, like they are one injury away from like not winning the division. Like, something in the right spot, you know, not even quarterback, but just one or two guys go down for. Ex- in the time and they, they don't have a lot of depth it seems and let's hope uh, let's hope should, uh, get, let, get hairy let's hope 13 and 3 is never repeatable i never want to see another super bowl and 13 3 in my life um the um i know you were talking about the record though i was making a joke uh the um uh the top heavy nature is especially weird with the rams because they have an awful lot of money tied up in an investment named todd Gurley. what is his role now what is going on with him in this, you know, the offense? And, you know, do you think it's as simple as he was carrying some sort of injury in the playoffs last year and they were hiding it and he'll be 100% and, you know, be a dynamic playmaker that he was that got him that contract in the first place? He better be. It's hard I mean, to, like, paying say. Him, paying it's, him yeah, it's hard to say, yeah. Or something crazy. It, yeah, it's hard to say he won't be you know, he won't be worth the money if you want to go that way like that's for sure okay. but he'll still be a an outstanding i think he's a little overrated i think he's definitely overrated for that money especially just 
it's the same thing as you go to like the Le'Veon situation. When you saw other backs, did they put like a four hundred pound running back out there and he did okay? <laughs> that was like, yeah. a, it's like a lineman at times. Like it, it, running backs don't matter. Let's just yeah. uh, leave it at that, I guess. Yeah. yeah, he he better perform. He better catch like eighty passes this year and have a really good year. And he might need to kick the extra points too to make, make up for that money. <laughs> <laughs> they got a good kicker, man. Um, they do have a good kicker. <laughs> all right. Well, that was pretty good. Uh, so, of all the things we talked about in the NFC, um, what would you say your favorite look is? NFC. Oh, Niner, Niners over. Niners sure. over is your eight, favorite? Eight give, me, give me the Niners over. Yeah, they didn't win an away game last year. It's hard to win an away game with like rotating quarterbacks. And it is just, very uh, hard. You know, what they had there and I think they'll be an improved team. I might even like if they if the Seahawks and they probably will be just based on this, if the Niners are the third favorite to win the West, which I feel like that's kind of what's gonna happen. And depending on the number, I'll probably have a Niners to win the West, Niners to go to the playoffs. Like I'm 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 bullish on them a year later. Um, if you the, could only four four win season four win season kind of boosts them up uh, as far um, as pricing, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a lot of this is we believe in Kyle Shanahan. I mean, like basically, like, if you had to take the Niners versus the Packers, for instance, like those are pretty comparable prices in the marketplace right now. Um, more interested in a Niners future than a Packers future, and mostly born out of you know we believe in Shanahan and Lafleur is a little bit of a mystery yeah and maybe maybe the Niners don't have as good of a chance from a, like an expected value of passing the Rams as the Packers do of passing the Bears and Fikes but I think the price will be bigger and it'll justify it being a better play mm, okay. so I, I think that's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be a nice number but yeah Packers to win the north too will probably be a play I mean that was kind of a deceiving six win season as well Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. All right. Well, that was good. That was a ton of fun. I, um, it was, it was fun to do this in April first. Uh, and, uh, it'll be fun to revisit this as we go through the draft process. And as we start to see the schedule come out, um, I don't think this was premature. I think, I mean, I'm excited as hell about the NFL season, even though it's four months away. Um, but uh, well, that was so that was that was super fun hour talking about football again. I know, I know. Could have gone on for two hours. We could circle back around and do it again. Um, that's, that's oh yeah, and we'll we definitely right do. There'll be more NFL con just with the draft coming up for sure. Yeah. We'll do draft prop content. Yep. That's yep. Uh, always fun. Okay. All right. Uh, hang on. We're hanging. In, gonna hang in there until May or so before we really take some swings here? Are you going to be, you know, I mean, I, like, I know you said like, oh yeah, I can't. if I was, it's CG technology, blah, blah. but like, yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see these pop. If they pop on the offshores in the next couple of weeks, are you going to get after it? Or are you going to wait and talk to the draft? Maybe you a couple. See schedules? Like all the t- I'm How not going to just blind. I'm not. Yeah. How important is the draft and schedules before you really start taking swings on this? Like you need to see them. You'd like to see them. Draft's doesn't more, matter. Draft's more the draft is more important than schedules to me. Okay. Right now I can see what your home and away. I can see what your home and away games are. Right. And there's only a little bit. I can see your opponents and your home and away games. I just don't know when, like the, where they fall in the season. Like it does have an effect, but it's not like full games. Not first order. Yeah. Yep. yep, yep. Maybe, but but just like uh, it's, it's so subjective and you know, like having a tough stretch 
you can say, what if they have a really tough stretch? Well, that means they're going to have an easier stretch at some other point in the season. It probably all balances out. Just knowing the opponents, I think it's enough, but I really, I really would love to. The, the once once you get through the draft, like a lot can change. You you know, there's always going to be some surprise. I think maybe less so this year, and we'll get into this with our draft props and uh, draft talk. But there's just like, uh, what's the you know the one position that can change a team quickly? There's just not a ton of those. There's not a ton of teams that are after those. It's going to be kind of a boring first round if you if you really get down to it. Like there there's just not the the huge quarterback class this year. It's like who's going to go after all those guys? It's a it's a different kind of draft, but I'm still excited, and we'll we'll get into that later in the month. Yep, sounds good, man. <laughs> All right, good job. That was fun. But yeah, I'm gonna got me, got my, yeah, that was though. a good that was a good NFL appetizer. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get after draft season. I, I'm already excited for those podcasts. I, I literally can't wait. <laughs> like April, and and just a little bit of credit and a little bit of shine to the month of April. Uh, best sports month. I'm gonna say it. It's my favorite sports month, period. I know that we don't have actual NFL games, but the fact that we have the Masters, the fact that there's, you know, call it the Final Four, uh, the fact that we get the NBA playoffs get started, um, you know, this is this is as good as it gets. I have, I have, I'm probably even forgetting some amazing things that are coming up. Baseball's back. Like, like, like this is just a great sports month. Um, and uh, maybe I would trade it for October, but uh, April and October are, are neck and neck. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, man, it, uh, it's going to be a great month. 